in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Each one of us is composed of body and spirit. Our body is taken from the earth. That's why the body tends to like the earthly, tends to like laziness, maybe sin, and the spirit is taken from God, breath from God. So our spirit tends to like holiness, connection between God. There is always a war between the flesh and the spirit. And St. Paul spoke about the flesh and spirit. And he said the flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh. That's why in order for our spirit to win this war, there has to be some rule or canon or law to follow in our spiritual life. This is what we call the spiritual rule or the spiritual canon or the spiritual law. Because if you don't have a spiritual canon or a spiritual rule, then you will be under what we call a spiritual mood. What do I mean by spiritual mood? When you have the mood to pray, you will pray. When you have the mood to read the Bible, you will read the Bible. If you don't have this mood, you are not praying, you are not going to the church, you are not reading the Bible, etc. And actually, people who live by this principle, the spiritual mood, when I feel like it, I will do it, their spiritual life actually goes down all the time. Because our natural tendency is laziness. That's why we don't pray regularly, we don't read the Bible regularly, we don't come to church regularly. We are lacking discipline. That's why St. Paul in Second Timothy chapter 2, in verse 5, he said, If anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. That's why we need to have a rule. If my spirit competes with my body, I need to have a rule in order to be crowned at the end. Also in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 40, St. Paul says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Spiritual rule will organize your spiritual life. Make it in order. And also spiritual growth is so connected with spiritual rule or spiritual canon. Pope Shenouda used to say, the main difference between the saints and us is seriousness. They took their life serious. They respected their spiritual canon. They did not break it. They started just as beginners, but because of their spiritual discipline, they were able to grow. And this actually is the difference between a person who is successful in his studies and a person who is not successful in studies. What makes difference between both of them? A person who is successful, he follow a rule in studying. He takes his studying seriously. But the other person 
who actually study when he feels like it, when he has a good mood to study, this person will not be successful in his studies. In Psalm 61 and verse 8, the psalmist says, I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. What he means, I daily perform my vows. Nobody makes vows every day, but he means the spiritual rule, his prayer, his reading of the scripture. It's like commitment, like vows, and I may daily perform my vows. We need actually to take this verse as a motto for our life. I will perform my vows day after day. St. John the Short, when the devil attacked him to prevent him from praying, how St. John responded to this, he used to say, today at least I am alive, I am here, I can pray. I don't know tomorrow whether I will be sick, I will be dead, I, I will not pray, so let me pray today. That's how he responded to the attacks of Satan. In Romans chapter 8, St. Paul differentiated between a person lives according to the flesh and a person lives according to the spirit. And he said, starting from verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh, they pray when they feel like it, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, who have a spiritual rule, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. It's our choice to live according to the flesh or according to the Spirit. Maybe some of us say, I want to pray, I want to read the Bible, and I make a spiritual rule. And I discussed it with the Buna. But to apply it, I cannot. I get bored easily. Yes, Satan will fight you and you will get bored. That is why there is a virtue called virtue of coercion to force yourself. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27 he said, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 1 Corinthians 9.27 I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. We need to be disciplined, we need to have a structure, and I need to force myself. Maybe at the beginning it will be difficult, 
But once you develop the habit, خلاص, it will be a habit in your life. And you will enjoy it after this. You need to have a discipline. The spiritual rule include, I will give you some examples. Prayer. For example, how many prayers from the Agbeya you will pray? How many psalm in each hour? It's a personal prayers. And you need to discuss this with your spiritual father. Readings, like the scripture, like spiritual books. Fasting, of course, all the fasts of the church, beside me, some personal fasting. And how do you fast? And to which time you abstain? Unfortunately, many of us don't take the fasting seriously. So we fast, but we are not serious. For example, abstinence disappeared completely. Nobody actually is abstaining. Besides this, we we take it easy. For example, I can drink coffee with the milk. I can uh, take pizza with cheese. And I say, it's okay. I'm fasting. No, that's not fasting. Here you are actually not disciplining your flesh. Here you are spoiling your flesh. In the same way, prostrations. Prostration is important for us to start practicing prostration, especially in our young age, before we get old and have back problems and we cannot do any prostration. Just I want to let you know that the spiritual canon and the way we worship God, we worship Him as He wants us to worship Him, not as how we like it or how we see it right. And let me give you an example. God asked Abraham to offer his son as a sacrifice. And then he appointed certain mountain, and this mountain was not close. It took Abraham three days to arrive there. As we read in Genesis 4.22, in the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place from afar. In the third day, he saw the place just from afar. Actually, we don't know either three days or more than three days. Abraham did not say to God, isn't it enough that I'm going to offer my son as a sacrifice and you want me to walk three days to offer him? What difference make if I offer him here or there? Why you are making me going this long trip? Does it make any difference? But the people actually respected God. God wanted him to offer his son in that place. He said, okay, I will. I will go there. Many times when we worship God, we worship him according to what we see right, not according to what God actually is asking us to do. Tell me, but I get tired. I go to school and I have long day of studying and I, I cannot do my spiritual canon. Yes, I know you are, you are getting tired and to stand in the morning 24 minutes or 20 minutes and in the evening 20 minutes to offer your prayers. Yes, it is not convenient. It is tiring. Yes, it is. But I want you to explain to me what does it mean when the Lord said, Enter through the narrow gate. 
walk in the difficult way. What does this mean? This is a narrow gate. When you discipline your body and when you bring it into subjection, when actually you don't make it easy or as you feel or as you like, don't, for example, take your agbeya and go sleep on your bed and relax and then start reading the agbeya. No. We say in the midnight prayer, teach us how to stand up before you in the time of prayer and offer to you the appropriate doxology. And the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew 11, 12. This is an important verse, actually, when he said, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffer violence, and the violent take it by force. What does it mean? You need to, to force yourself into the kingdom. You need to discipline your body to get into the kingdom. Otherwise, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. It needs determination. It needs discipline. It needs to force yourself. It needs to go through the narrow gate and to walk in the difficult way. David, he was a king, but he said, and many, many responsibilities as a king, but he said seven times every day, I praise your holy name. Daniel and the three young men, they were actually in captivity. And captives, they don't have a choice. They are like slaves. And the king wanted actually Daniel and the three young men to eat certain food, which is considered unclean for the Jewish people. We read in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, but Daniel purposed purpose mean determined in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself purpose in his heart sometimes we are fasting and if we are invited to birthday party we break our fast we don't have this determination like Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart. Many of us, unfortunately, drink wine and attend these parties. But Daniel here, he did not def- purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of king delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. When the Lord Jesus Christ commended John the Baptist, why he commended John the Baptist? He was serious in his life. As I told you, the main difference between the saints and us, this seriousness. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 7, the Lord said about John the Baptist, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reek shaken by wind? So my friend tell me, let us do this, yes. Other friend, let's do this, yes. Like a reed shaken by wind. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garment, luxury and delicacies. Indeed, those were soft clothing in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. Because he was serious in his 
spiritual life. In our spiritual life, we don't need distraction, like Mary. Mary chose the good portion. She was not distracted. It is time to sit at the feet of the Lord and to learn. So she sat at the feet of the Lord and learned. But many times we are praying and then we receive text message while we are praying, so I respond to it. Or my phone rings while I'm praying, I, I answer the phone. Wait until you finish and then you answer. What will happen? Nothing action. You need to be serious in your spiritual life. When you are committed to a spiritual canon, you will be blessed and you will grow spiritually. If you want to grow spiritually, many many people ask us how to overcome sin of anger, how to overcome sin of lust, how to grow in the virtue of love, how to grow in the virtue of humbleness. And usually I say, I don't have other descriptions than what you know. What is description? Pray, read the Bible, go to the church, confess, fast, repent. These elements are the spiritual canon. Believe me, if you follow your spiritual canon and you are committed to it, you will grow spiritually. You will be like St. Anthony, you will be like St. Stephen, you will be like St. Paul. Just be committed. When you are committed to your spiritual canon, you will grow spiritually. Also, spiritual canon will teach you how to be structured in your life, how to be disciplined in your life, give you the sense of responsibility. You are a responsible person. Spiritual canon also will give you satisfaction because every day you take your spiritual nourishment from the Lord. So you will be satisfied by your relationship with God. Since you are praying to God, God is the King of Peace, then your heart will be full of peace. Spiritual canon also will help you to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. Spiritual canon also will help you to live life of repentance. The Holy Spirit will rebuke you and convict you when you do something wrong. The spiritual canon also will make you acquire the virtues that you are lacking and overcome the weaknesses in your life that you want to overcome. It will be good actually if you have beside your spiritual canon a table to help you to follow up with yourself. The spiritual canon is a structure that you follow in your spiritual life like prayer, Bible, prostration. And St. Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race, all run, but one receives the prize? Run in a such way that you may obtain it. For St. Paul, spiritual life is like a race. Can you imagine you are in a race, but you are running when you feel like it? You run it when you have a good mood. Definitely, I promise you, you will lose the race. But those who are running the race, they run very seriously. They don't waste one second. Because if they waste one second, maybe somebody will go in front of them. That's why St. Paul 
want us to have this mind when we speak about spiritual rule. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in your spiritual life in such a way that you may obtain it. So the spiritual life is like a race. Those who will win are the one who takes the exercise very seriously. It is important because it will help us grow spiritually. It helps us discipline ourselves and leads to building high self-control. It's our spiritual nourishment. And if we follow it diligently, we will develop self-control against the sin when it attacks us. Also, it strengthens your relationship with God. Any relationship between two persons, it strengthens through communication. Spiritual canon is our communication with God. It protects us from laziness because we are committed to finish our spiritual canon. It protects us from spiritual moodiness. Today I want to pray, not tomorrow. So this is what we call spiritual moodiness. Also, it is good for you to set a time. For example, 7 in the morning I will pray the first hour of Agni. 7 p.m. I will pray the 12th hour. 5 p.m. I will read my Bible. And you can set this on your alarm. Why I am saying this? Sometimes say, yeah, I will read the Bible, but not now. After I finish my homework, I, I have to see my friend. Let me go and see him, and then I will pray the Bible. So just push it, push it, push it. Until the end of the day, you are tired. You know what? I'm going to sleep, but tomorrow I will read two chapters instead of one chapter. And tomorrow, the same thing. And it will end up, you are not reading the Bible. You know, in the monastery, for example, the, the Vespers prayer at 5 p.m. If you are in the monastery, at 5 p.m., the bell of the monastery rings. Every monk leaves everything, everything, whatever he's doing. Even if he's asleep, he wakes up and goes to the church to pray. In the same way, when you sit certain time, like 7 in the morning, first hour, 7 p.m., the 12th hour, when you sit certain time, then when your alarm go off, it's a time to pray, leave everything and go and pray. In this way, this will help you commit. The challenge is time. Many times we say, I don't have time. My schedule is, is very full. But is it true that we don't have time? I think it is not about time, it's our, about our priorities. Is God your priority? If God your priority, then He will take the best of our time. Do you want to know what's your priority? I will tell you. Ask yourself this question. What do you do the first thing in the morning? This is your priority. If the first thing in the morning you are checking your Instagram, so your Instagram is your priority. And the proof is, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, you get your phone, even on your own, you are in your bed, and checking your social media. If God's in your priority, when you wake up in the morning, first thing, you make the sign of the cross and say your prayer. In the beginning was the Word. God should be in the beginning 
of your life. Also, when you manage your time well, you will be able to do everything. And you will have time. You will have time to, to pray. When we have conventions, because there is a structured schedule for the day, every day we pray the seven hours of the day. We have a liturgy. We have midnight praises. We have Bible study. And we have two or three lectures. Besides free time and sometimes talent show. How can we do all these things in one day? Because there is time management. There is a schedule. And I'm full schedule. I'm not wasting my time. Also, the Lord, after he fed the multitude, he said to the disciples, collect the fragments, fragment of food. But also, that is asking us to collect the fragment of our time. There are 10 minutes here, there are 15 minutes here. If you use these fragments of time, it will add up to hours. Use a fragment of time. For example, if you want to respond to some text message, if you want to check something on the social media, use it in this fragment of time. So the time of prayer will be purely for prayer. And if you are attacked by boredom, to find this, you need to have self-coercion and understand what we pray. When you have a strong spiritual canon and you are committed, you will be satisfied and you will be spiritually filled and you will build a strong bond with the Lord Jesus Christ full of peace and joy. Also, your spiritual canon is your spiritual weapon to fight against Satan in the time of warfare. Do you remember when the disciple asked the Lord why we couldn't cast out the demon? He told them what? This kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. So if you are praying and fasting as part of your spiritual canon, then you are holding your weapon all the time against Satan. And you can defeat Satan through the grace of God. Also in a spiritual canon, many of us, we, we ask this question, how do I know the will of God in my life? You will learn how to hear the Holy Spirit clearly as we grow in our commitment to our canon. So you will be able to discern the voice of God. I remember yesterday somebody asked me, how do I know whether this is voice of Satan or the voice of God? When you are committed to spiritual canon, you will be able actually to discern and to know this is the voice of God and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. This actually example of a table you can develop it yourself to help you to follow up with yourself. And it challenge yourself to have a perfect record weekly. And it choose an accountability partner or maybe your father of confession or your Sunday school servant to keep you in on track. Agbeya Canon. Either you can write Agbeya or you can say first hour, twelfth hour. And here, for example, in this table in front of you, Wednesday they did not complete Agbeya canon. 
That's why they made it X in, in, in red. And Friday the same. Bible reading, again, did I finish my Bible? And you can make it this way or you can write down, for example, Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 2, to know what you are reading. Prostration. On Monday, and here in this table, they did not complete prostration, for example. But Saturday and Sunday, it's written not applicable. Because Sunday is the day of the Lord. So there is no prostration on Sunday. And Saturday is the Sabbath in the Old Testament, the day in which the Lord rested from his creation. That's why we don't do prostration on Saturday and Sunday. Another element in the spiritual canon, Sunday is the day of the Lord. So Sunday liturgy is a must. Some of us try to choose Wednesday liturgy or Friday because it is short. It is just two hours. One, I will come late, come in 30 minutes, so it will be hour and a half. Why should I go Sunday? But Sunday is the day of the Lord, the day in which we worship. So yes, you can attend Wednesday, Friday, any other day. But Sunday, you must be in the church. You know, in Egypt, Sunday is a working day. But our fathers, they actually said to the government, the non-Christian government, we cannot work on Sunday. We have to go to church and pray on Sunday. Do you know the government? Because the, the cops were so strong, we need to worship the Lord on Sunday. So they made a special privilege for the Christian in Egypt to go late on Sunday in order actually to go and attend the liturgy in the morning before they go to, the, to their work. And until now, the Christian go work on Sunday at 10 a.m. Everybody else go at 7 or 8, but the Christian go at 10. And that's why the churches in Egypt they have early liturgy on Sunday, end by 8 or 8.30, so people can attend it before they go to liturgy. I'm giving you this example to tell you how much our fathers understood the importance of Sunday. They didn't say, okay, we will attend Friday and that's enough, because there's Friday liturgy. No, they insisted actually to have liturgy on Sunday. And in a way, the government responded to their insistence and gives them the privilege of going late on Sunday to pray on the Lord's Day. But here we are, sometimes we have nothing, just we are lazy and we don't come to church on Sunday. Also another element in our spiritual account is tithing. Even if you are not working, if you get allowance, you need to start learn how to pay your tithe from your allowance. In any money reach your hand, you need to give its tithe to the Lord. It's a commandment. Not only when you work, but now, even if you're getting allowance, you need to train yourself how to tithe. Also, Wednesday and Friday fasting. Many of us, we don't observe this fast. Although Wednesday is the day of the betrayal, in which Judas betrayed the Lord, and Friday is the day of crucifixion. And if you think that the Lord was betrayed and crucified instead of me, I was under the sentence of death. So in order to give me life and to release me from this sentence, he endured this. 
Now I'm asking you, is it too much to fast Wednesday and Friday? Which is easier, to fast Wednesday and Friday or for us to uh, perish eternally? God actually saved us from this eternal punishment. And he was betrayed on Wednesday and crucified on Friday. So as gratitude, as thanksgiving, as appreciation to what he did for us, we need actually to fast these two, two days with discipline. Also, confession. We need actually to confess regular once a month or maximum, maximum once every six weeks. And you need to be diligent and honest in your confession and to examine yourself carefully. To make it easy for you in confession, examine yourself in three areas. Your relationship with God, your relationship with others, and your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with God is mainly about the spiritual canon and the virtues, the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, do you have the fruit of the Spirit in your life? Are you growing spiritually or not? Relationship with yourself involves two things. Habits and thoughts. Thoughts, whatever thoughts attack you, like lustful thought, envious thought, judgmental thoughts, any thoughts that attack your mind. And bad habits, like people watching pornography, for example, or uh, habits like smoking, drinking, partying, habits like wasting your time. So, relationship with yourself is about your habits and your thoughts. Relationship with others, there are so many classifications. You can classify it in different ways. For example, you can classify it with my family, with my friend, with my colleagues, with my co-students or co-workers, with my enemies, and you examine each group. That's one way of classification. Other ways of classification, you can classify it according to your senses sense of the tongue, sense of uh, the touch, sense of, of seeing, etc. And you need actually to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, because it is the Holy Spirit who convicts us on sin, on righteousness, and on judgment. And then write down your confession in a piece of paper. So when you go to Abuna, you will not forget anything. And after you write them down, stand before God and pray. And confess your sins before God first. And ask Him to forgive you your sins. And to give you a new heart. To help you to take your repentance seriously. Then, when you come to Abuna, you are ready. Your thoughts are structured. So, you can actually share and, and, and confess to the Lord in the presence of Abuna your sins. And if you have any questions or any guidance, you can ask Abuna about يعني, the guidance he wants to give you. In this way, actually, if you follow a very structured spiritual canon in your life, you will be able, actually, to grow spiritually. When St. James said, Elijah was a person under passions like all of us. So he saying Elijah was just a normal person like any one of us. But he prayed, and through his prayer, he closed the heaven. And then another prayer, after three and six years and six months, he opened the heaven. 
Why his prayer was so powerful to open the heaven and to close it? Because he was structured in his spiritual life. Because he was serious in his spiritual life. See a person like David. David is committed to his spiritual life. I'm sure you pray this psalm in the 12th hour of the Agbeya. See what David says. I will not go into the dwelling of my house or go up to the bed of my couch. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, nor rest to my temples, until I find a place for the Lord and a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. Who among us say this? Sometimes when you are just tired, just tired, we don't know force ourselves. But see, David was determined. I will pay, I will perform my vows day after day. I will not go into the dwelling of my house or go up to my, the bed of my couch. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, nor rest to my temple, until I find a place for the Lord and a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. We need to have this seriousness in our spiritual life. If you don't have a spiritual canon, talk to your spiritual father and agree with him on a spiritual canon and start keeping it from today and you can have a table like this to help you and you review it with your spiritual father of course you can agree on the columns how, how you structure the column it's just a simple idea but you can agree with your spiritual father how you, you do these columns in this table in order actually to hold the accountable. Accountability is very, very important if you want to be successful in your spiritual life. May the Lord help all of us to be structured in our spiritual life and to have a spiritual canon and to be committed in this spiritual canon so we can grow in our spiritual life for the glory of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.